The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. 306 on the 630 Chad Afternoon News. As we were mentioning before the top of the hour, our next guest in this uh, half hour first became known to millions of Canadians when she landed a big deal on the Dragon's Den. But since then, she's gone on to become one of the top game changers in the history of the show. And she's been named one of the top 100 most powerful women in Canada. I think just two pa- places above my wife, I believe. <laughs> oh, <geepers>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Her fragrance company, The Seven Virtues Beauty, was founded after her best friend, Captain Trevor Green, a soldier, uh, was severely wounded. Wounded in Afghanistan in 2006. Barbara, Trevor, and his wife will be in Edmonton this weekend at a Rotary conference at the Shaw Conference Centre. There, they'll be showing her documentary, Perfume Wars, um, that highlights their work in Afghanistan. Barbara Stegman joins us this afternoon. Hi, Barbara. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Thanks for having me. Well, I, you know what? We were trying to figure out, Andrew and I were discussing you and all the work that uh, you guys have been up to over the past number of years, and we're like, okay, where do we even begin? So we're going to start at the beginning, if that's okay. Um, yeah. and, and you know what? That 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 beginning really, I think, is you know, it, it was horrific. It was that that attack on on Captain Green. Can you take us back there for for our listeners who don't know about it? Can you tell them what happened? Yeah, uh, Trevor was in a peaceful shura where you're supposed to be honored and respected, discussing how to bring clean drinking water and health care to the families of the village. And a, a man who didn't want to see his community have free thought or free will put a Taliban axe through Trevor's head. And, you know, he wasn't supposed to make it through the night. And he did. Uh, and we went on a long healing journey together, friends and family. And uh, really, that's kind of what set us on this path. You know, for any of us who have military friends and family who've been wounded, you know, we don't want to feel helpless. We want to carry on the mission and do our part as citizens so that our military, our brave military, are not doing all the heavy lifting alone. And that's really what sparked the whole journey for me was just to take on his mission while he healed. So before we get into the rest of it, because <laughs> there's so you, much. there is so much here, there's, um, but I do want to know exactly how is Captain Green doing now? Fabulous. Well, you can all come out and see him. Uh, he'll be at the screening of the documentary on uh, on the 20th at 3 o'clock at the Shaw Center in Salon E. It's open to the public. It's free. Come join us. He'll actually be speaking. Uh, he has the most mapped brain in the world. Uh, his recovery, has be, he's become the role model for so many people with brain injury, and he was in the center in Pinocchio, just mm-hmm. outside of Edmonton, uh, uh, as a part of his healing journey. And he'll talk about that. And, you know, he's written a bestseller. He had a baby boy with his beautiful <laughs> angel wife, Debbie. I mean, they're unstoppable. And, and just to actually be in their presence, I mean, as his best friend, you can't help but rise up when you're around a human being like this. And I think that that's really what people are going to take away when they come and see them. And I'm I'm just so excited. We've never done this before. It yeah. was us sitting around in his kitchen, and I was saying, let's do more together. <laughs> and so this is a real treat uh, for us to be doing this in Edmonton together. And well, it's going to be it's going to be a fantastic uh, event, and the trailer for um, Perfume Wars is is very very powerful. Let's go let's go then now. So f- this happened. You said you know we have to continue the work. We have to continue mm-hmm. on. Where did you? <laughs> 
how did that go from <laughs> from okay perfumes and yeah, oils yeah. in Afghanistan and you know other countries for example Haiti Rwanda that sort of stuff where did that how did that yeah, come about it's just so obvious isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know it was roundabout uh, I first wrote a book uh, empowering uh, women and men to launch companies end bullying run for office I took all the stoic wisdom of Churchill and Aurelius uh, that kind of wisdom that can get you through hell. And that was very important to me starting with that book, and it was called Seven Virtues of a Philosopher Queen. And so then I brought the thesis to life after researching Afghanistan and reading about this wonderful man in Afghanistan, Abdullah, who was growing the legal orange blossom and rose crops to get farmers off the illegal poppy. And the same people that attacked my best friend were knocking over his distillery. I said, that's it. I'm going to go buy Abdullah's oil. The banks wouldn't give me a loan. Nobody would help me. <laughs> I flew to Ottawa. I met with Sita. Had helped me find Abdullah. They helped me find him and uh, put it on my visa card. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> yep. Didn't care. I was going to make this happen. And, you know, being raised on welfare and having very little growing up, uh, uh, you know, this was not something I took lightly. This actually frightened me. But it was, you know, when you look at that great service of our brave soldiers as a citizen, you know, those kinds of risks are no, nowhere near as frightening, and, and we really makes you step up. And, uh, my gosh, we broke even in six weeks, and I was on Dragon's Den after ten weeks. And, and, and you know, again, it's an example of, you know, what, when you're pushed up against the wall, if you do the right thing and you follow your ethics, you will always be fine, regardless of what it looks like. Hmm. And, uh, and now we're able to ha- he's doubled his distillery in Afghanistan. Uh, you know, the, the families and children are protected from the, the warlords because they're growing legal crops. They're not being forced to grow the illegal poppy, which is the heroin, which is, you know, destroying people's lives, even in our own community. Mm-hmm. So it's really a way for us to contribute. And, uh, and, and it feels good. And it was the only way I could. You know, I'm not a brave soldier or a world leader, and, and I wasn't going to feel helpless uh, you know, Captain Green was my best friend. I was raised in poverty. We met in university, and he really believed in me, and, and uh, you really step up, you know? You know, so now we've, we're have we at the perfume. That's why I say there's so many things. We're at our dragon's den. Yeah, to talk about. <laughs> so listen, I... time to even talk about all that. I well, mean, <laughs> I, I want to ask yeah. um, if in entering a market like perfume, and this is sort of my thing, I, I, I like sort of analyzing businesses and... Yeah. You realize, of course, I, I guess my question is this. Entering into a market like a perfume, was that uh, genius or a complete <laughs> lack of grasp <laughs> on reality? Because that's a market yeah. that's dominated by giants. Yeah. There's and no room for anybody. No, there right. isn't there's room. No and room. if you succeed, no. they're just going to buy you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So why would anyone invest in that? Yeah. That's right. So it was absolutely a combination of being completely unaware of how it works. So that was good. Ignorance is bliss. And also having this complete obsession with saying, I cannot idly sit by and watch these farmers desperate for buyers. I will make sure they're all right. And when you're driven by that, bizarrely, I mean, I wrote a book on it. It still freaks me out. But if you follow your ethics, no matter what it is, no matter how massive the undertaking is, you will be fine. Always, always, always. Did Dragon's Den give you... Who invested in you? It was Brett Wilson. uh, uh, (laughs) Brett's on the show tomorrow. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) He's on the show tomorrow. for me. Big hug and chest. He's he's the best. Best mentor. I know there's a, a lineup of people who would love to have his mentorship. I'm so grateful. And, you know, he went to Kabul. Uh, 
support the troops and, and met with uh, Abdullah. And uh, he's just an absolute angel to me. I'm so grateful. Um, but, to, yeah, and, and he invested in me, became my mentor, and, you know, stayed with me the long haul. It's been a long eight years, like a hot air balloon, just kind of on the ground, going along, mm-hmm. thudding along. <laughs> and finally now, you know, now that we've launched our new contemporary line in Sephora, uh, we're going gangbusters. We're expanding massively, not only in Canada, but the U.S., and we're rolling out 188 more stores. We just launched 102. Can't even keep up with the orders. Uh, it's a wonderful, don't tell Brett I said that, but uh, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful problem to have. And our time is now, and the world is ready for clean products that have no chemicals, that help people, um, that have a good story, and our exquisite standalone products. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's been a wonderful journey, and uh, it's just really exciting, special time to it, It's to still come crazy, back to though. Edmonton. Listen, the last thing I'll say on this that's in any way negative, because you've proven everyone wrong. Yeah. But aside from the fact that that's an industry you don't just walk in on, you'd have better luck just walking into the White House without an invitation. But but you're also, your suppliers in a war-torn country, I mean, lots of people don't like sourcing their supplies out of the province next to them because of... I know. So how has it been trying to deal with with the product coming from that area? Easiest thing I've ever done in my life. It's harder to get something shipped across town than to get oils out of Afghanistan. So easy. So wow. wonderful. Uh, you've got DHL. You've got an amazing business partner. Uh, and you just you just place the order. You get the samples. We test it through our chemist lab, actually, in England. Uh, they pass the test, and then we purchase. And we have never had a problem uh, in our eight years. Uh, it's just been extraordinary. Uh, so I hope that helps others to realize you can buy from Haiti, buy from uh, Afghanistan, buy from Rwanda, support these countries. We're going to Puerto Rico in January, uh, uh, and we're going to look for different kinds of oils, for new products, for candles, for skincare, and see what we can do to support uh, people rebuilding uh, in their communities, whether it's war or strife. Uh, just to, to give people dignity and jobs uh, and not charity. I need to circle back around to Dragon's Den. I've been waiting for five minutes to ask this Sorry. question. No, no, Sorry. that's okay. Was, was Dragon's Den a must for you at that point, uh, point or was it just a, a, an option that was out there for you? No, I had no money. Yeah. I was desperate. And, uh, you know, that was when I was going to call the Bay. Uh, and you can't call the Bay unless you actually have inventory. <laughs> and we were still in boutiques. Uh, and so, uh, you know, Brett's investment of $75,000 on Dragon's Den was what gave me the money to then go and do a big run of production, buy more oils, knock on their door. We got in. Beautiful story. And, uh, and that was really it. And it wouldn't have happened without him. Wow. So did any of the others turn you down? I mean, was everybody out you know, except? You know what? Um, Arlene, Jim, and Brett all wanted in. Uh, and, and, and Kevin and, and uh, Robert didn't really get social enterprise then, but I've spoken to them both since. Uh, they <laughs> both, you know, Kevin said he missed the boat. I said, you sure did. <laughs> and that's so good. And now we're all friends, and it's fabulous. You know, it's, it's a good time. But uh, w- when Jim and, and Arlene and Brett all wanted in, at the end they said, do we have a deal? And, of course, you know, I'm out of my garage and my visa court. Most people would be like, yes. Instead, I said, do I get your wisdom and your counsel? And I meant it. Mm. And Brett became my mentor immediately. I love Arlene and Jim. They're fabulous. Uh, still in touch with Arlene. We're both honorary colonels. 
Uh, Jim actually flew the entire CBC crew in to surprise me with a free car from Ford <laughs> as the top game changer. So they've been so good to me, even though I said, you know what, I'm just going to go with Brett because right now I need a mentor. And that shows the class act of all of them, all five of them, just a class act. I was so impressed that I could navigate what I needed for my wisdom, my learning, and also my companies. And, and I'm just so blown away by all, all five of them. Well, we know that Brett Wilson was also very, uh, was a supporter of Rachel Melke and Hilberg and Burke. And we've had Rachel on this show a couple mm-hmm. of times as well. And she's said the same thing as, as you have with, with that ongoing that ongoing support and, and mentorship. You know, I have to ask you this, uh, Barbara. Andrew and I have been doing a, a series uh which is why Brett Wilson is on the show tomorrow on leadership. And it's actually one of the reasons why we wanted to talk to you as well about leadership and about um, what it takes to be a leader and what you've learned, your mentors, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. May I ask you, um, what what does it take? What do you believe is for you was um, the number one thing about becoming a leader, a great leader? Oh, I think it, it, for me, it comes from being a great servant, mm-hmm. um, both my faith and, and, and my, my service on this earth, and uh, really just recognizing that you weren't given your, your special gifts. Everyone has unique gifts to them, and you weren't given those gifts to be selfish and keep them to yourself. Mm-hmm. So I try to use whatever I was given, whether it was through my hardship or, or, or talent or whatever that is, uh, to, to then go serve others. And with that, somehow you find yourself in a leadership role. But I never thought uh, to be a leader. I wanted to just serve others, and, and that, that's really how I lead. And I think that that's really what works for me and why it's authentic and uh, people really connect with it. And I get asked to speak a lot. Mm-hmm. I have a speakers bureau in the U.S. and Canada, and I, I go and share these wonderful, humble stories of just <laughs> bumbling along and not knowing any better. And, but following the main principles of truth and courage and justice and wisdom and all those virtues that can't fail you uh, when you're not sure what to do. And so I try to empower others to have that same inner compass. Uh, and it's just a really beautiful journey. It's interesting, Barbara, because the other leaders that we talk to, and they're from all uh, fields, of, all walks of life. We had Mike Riley, our you know, the Edmonton Eskimos quarterback on, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you think of the other leaders that we've talked to, Mike Riley picked up a football at some point and learned how to toss it mm-hmm. and got better and, uh, you know, advanced and went from one league to another and one level to another. Others, like the CEO of a bank, started as a teller and worked their way up. But mm-hmm. it's like you started at the top and had to work your way back because, <laughs> I mean, success is only thrust upon you, right? So now, yeah. I mean, how do you inspire people beneath you? Um, to follow your lead when you're still learning how to be a leader. Oh yeah, no, that's like that's super easy because we're all peers. Uh, I consider it sort of peer-to-peer mentorship. We're a team and we're all volleying, and so it's everybody's win. It's everybody's. Uh, so we're, we're, I'm not really in my mind their leader. They they find me to be more like a a really fabulous fun person they want to be around, <laughs> and 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 really that's how I like it to be. But but. By God, they get everything done when I ask. So I guess they, <laughs> they do see me as a leader, and uh, uh, we found a way to really, to really dance. And it's always about having fun in my mind. 
Uh, it's always, it's never been a race to the finish post. And in my mind, it's never been that. It's always been about, are we having a good time? Are we lifting each other? Are we, are we laughing? Are we, are we doing something good in the world? I don't want people stressed and, and frustrated and angry or confused or toxicity. Uh, none of that happens in our culture. And, and when we've had people who, who, you know, really didn't fit that kind of role we have, uh, you know, they leave, and we, we, we really keep the culture clean so that people can have fun, and, and uh, there's no complaining or gossip or, you know, that's really important. Uh, it's really, really important to keep a culture where everyone feels safe and happy and fun and open to be creative and throw out ideas that may work, may not, and we create that kind of uh, environment. We work a lot with colleges and students and engage them in and go in and mentor inside the colleges and, and get that raw talent. And, uh, you know, one of the students today, and they get paid uh, $16 an hour, and one of the students today got re-grammed by Sephora, 15.4 million followers wow. for her portfolio. Her picture wow. was gorgeous. And we can bring them out of the college in our in our community out into the world and the big American world of, of Sephora. And we want to share that. And that's important to me. It's not just about the finish line. It's like, let's take the time to ensure that we bring a lot of people along with us, not just our team, but the community and get that talent out there uh, and make sure that it's fair and they're paid and it's, it's just a win-win for everybody. It takes more time, but you get much more exciting results, much more creativity. You get to hear from the millennials and the Gen Zs and you need to keep your ear to the ground because those kids own the buying power. <laughs> very right, very mm-hmm. important. And uh, nine out of 10 millennials will switch brands for one with a cause. We yeah. have a cause. And so I feel like a millennial in spirit. And uh, these young people are really, really guiding us in what we're doing. And it's just, it's really beautiful. We are out of time. We've kept you longer than we promised that we'd arrange. <laughs> but we want to thank you so much. Before okay, we go yeah. quickly, successful company, author, filmmaker, um, you know, leading the charge on this front. What's next for you? Well, we're doing uh, uh, going to Puerto Rico in January to see what we can source there. Yeah. And also the, the candle line is very exciting, aromatherapy candles. And then uh, skincare, so taking the whole philosophy of natural products, no harmful chemicals, uh, but also supporting nations rebuilding. And I, I think it'll be a very giant brand uh, uh, of all products that you would love that are clean, that are hypoallergenic, but... Uh, helping others so that really excites me so taking the same philosophy and just growing it out well we look forward to seeing you at the shaw conference center on uh, saturday at three o'clock it's going to be fantastic uh perfume wars the film is going to be shown uh, as well i'll make sure that my daughter attends with her resume in hand <laughs> can't wait <laughs> so excited thank you so much for joining us okay. this afternoon Thank you. Take care. Saturday. Okay. Bye bye now. That is uh, Barb Stegman. Uh, The Seven Virtues. uh, The Seven Virtues Beauty. Um, What a story. It's a, we still didn't get to all of the story. You'll really want to take in that that, uh, presentation over the weekend. Again, if you're interested in uh, hearing from Barb Segman and uh, want to hear the story about Captain Trevor Green and see the uh, documentary, the film, that it will be uh, Perfume Wars is what it's called. You can go to the Shaw Conference Centre on uh, October 20th, Saturday, October 20th. It's at 3 o'clock to about 4.30, it's about 90 minutes. They'll be doing a, a question and answer period as well. So check that out. Don't forget, in about an hour's time, we'll know who has won that trip to Montego Bay. We'll be making that draw coming up in less than an hour.
The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.